as I got older, my fantasies started to roll in. By the time I was 19, I was fantasizing about getting in bed with one of the foreign exchange students and having a summer fling. And that's precisely what happened when Jean came over. Right now is an internal war that everyone's going through. It's dark. It's scary. We don't know where the lights are. We don't know if we're going to make it out. But we're all in it together. And if we connect in it through love, then the light will show up and we won't even realize that we were in the dark this whole time. situations and it was time for me to escape so I could get mental clarity so that I could come back and fix the things that I have um, caused in my life so that way you know every everything that's meant to come of what it is that are my report just press what is up, my loves? Welcome back to another episode of Just Press Foreplay. I am your host, Susie, and this is lucky episode number 13. Most people think of lucky number, sorry, most people think of the number 13, like Friday the 13th, and something bad and something negative. I think 13 is a beautiful manifesting number. I think number 13 is something we've been told to be afraid of so that way we don't step into what is everything that we're supposed to step into. 13 is powerful. 13 can be restructuring. 13 can be reevaluating. It can be realigning. Think of number 13 as your tuning fork. It's your opportunity to just sit there and be like, okay, where am I actually going? What do I actually want? Is it the same thing I wanted last week? Who knows? It could be completely different. This is your opportunity to update it, to fix it, to put any little uh, little little buffers where you want to have buffers, polish up those little corners, make everything nice and sparkly. <laughs> so with that, um, I have a little bit of sad news. The sad news is, is that Mariah is not going to be joining us on a weekly basis if you haven't noticed it already. She honestly is ghosting me harder than that one time that I fell in love with that boy because he could dance really fucking great. She's in a little love bubble right now. My mom's in a little love bubble right now. I love it when they're happy. I love doing these podcasts, so it works out perfectly for me. And hopefully that works out well for you guys too. But something very, very, very exciting will be coming forward. This is a shout out to Fatal Distractions podcast. Um, I had no no, no idea that they were my first customer, but they were. So of course, me being the cheesy little artistic freak that I am, I did a little handwritten note. I sent them some stickers. I was overly excited. And of course, to my embarrassment, it's them, not my embarrassment, but I'm so grateful. But of course, I'm listening to their episode and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm such a dork. But I freaking loved it. You need to go listen to their episode. Um, I think it's called What Song Am I Listening To? Correction. It's called We Don't Know the Words to This Song. <laughs> they are freaking hilarious. And following my shout out is a bit about Kegels and buttholes. And while I was listening to this, I was on the airplane and looking like a freaking crazy person trying to not laugh behind my mask. Maybe people thought I was trying not to sneeze. I don't know. I was laughing at kegels and buttholes and trying to figure out if I could clench both of mine at the same time too. (laughs) So please go listen to them. They are freaking hilarious. I love them. And they were my first customer. I'm so grateful. Thank you so much. (laughs) 
Second shout out goes to Son of a Witch podcast. This has been one of my favorite podcasts since I've started as well. This one is a go-to for all things witchy, magical, spiritual, so much wisdom, so much information on this podcast. And it's also fun, fun to listen to. We are going to do a fun collaboration. You guys will be able to tune into that on January 1st. So stay tuned. I'm so excited for this one. Honestly, I'm blown away at how exciting it is to be a part of the podcast community because everyone is just so inviting, so fun. Everyone's just enjoying connection, enjoying sharing their own stories. You guys should really get involved. Send more stories into all of these podcasters. They spend so much time putting this content together to bring it to you, to just bring you entertainment. And what better time to be listening to podcasts than when we're in a pandemic, when we're at home, when we can't do much. It's our way of connecting with each other other. It's our way of talking about what's going on, what we're feeling inside, because right now is an internal war that everyone's going through. It's dark. It's scary. We don't know where the lights are. We don't know if we're going to make it out, but we're all in it together. And if we connect in it through love, then the light will show up and we won't even realize that we were in the dark this whole time. And that's the fucking beauty of everything that's going on right now. It's mysterious. It's fucking dark, but we are here together and we are so fucking powerful. And that's why it's so fucking dark. So grab onto that and be fucking excited. I decided it might be a fun idea to have a risky story of the week. Now, I don't want these to be centered around manipulating. I don't want these to be centered around doing things that are degrading to yourself but make for a great story. I want it to be centered around being empowering. Now, you can do things that are extremely raunchy and still be extremely empowering. There are ways to carry yourself in situations, no matter what happens to you, even if it is something that has dishonored you or, or, um, you know, maybe it was a situation that didn't feel the best, but there are always ways to come out of it in which you handled it the best that you could. Those are the kind of racy stories that I want to hear. Things that made you feel like you Maybe you weren't going to get through it, but you did. Or maybe maybe it took you a couple months, even after experiencing it, to be able to come above it. Maybe it took you a fucking year to come above it. I want to hear those stories, those stories that uplift people, those stories that make you realize that you're human, but just because you're human doesn't mean that you can't overcome. And it also doesn't mean it doesn't have to be a sexy way of doing it, too. Anyway, I don't know. Does that make sense? Who knows? I was reading a badass story about how this female became a sugar baby. And so that's what inspired me to have this be a category. So we will bring that up later on in the episode. Um, Also, I think I'm going to be doing two to three questions at the end of each episode just to get you guys talking a little bit more, get you guys sharing some more stories and um, to get everyone thinking a little bit, thinking, talking, exploring, all that good stuff. I also want to do a fun BDSM episode because I saw some really fun things. I was perusing some fun podcasts while I was on the plane, Um, but I think that'll be a little later on. But if you guys have any strange questions, please, please, please bring them to me. Remember, I am a Pisces astrologically. 
Um, I also have a lot of strange shit that happens to me all the time, but we will get into all of those stories. I'm highly convinced I was some sort of energy healer in a past life and then dropped into this life with zero downloads of anything previously and starting out brand new, but just knowing and feeling what feels right. And I think that that's kind of the case for a lot of us if we tune in. I was just blessed enough very, very young to have to realize it early early on so that I'm not going through a spiritual awakening later on in life, but instead my entire life experience is a spiritual awakening because that's how it was intended for me and that's how it's going to be. And that's why I'm here on a podcast sharing it with all of you. (laughs) So if you guys have not already, please real quick pause this, go like and subscribe. Um, It really helps me out. It helps me to be able to keep doing this podcast and bringing you guys information. Um, Also communicate with me as much as you want. I love hearing stories from people. I'm a really nice human being. I know sometimes I get sassy, but I will never judge you on any of the stories that you bring to me, especially knowing that you took the time to write it out and send it to me. I understand being compassionate um, in being a Pisces and in being an empathetic person. I understand where you're coming from when you're going through certain things. And I think that so many times when we experience trauma in our life, we look at it as a bad thing. I've never looked at it as a bad thing. I look at it as something that helps me relate to other traumatic events because I know what it feels like to be so dark, so low in so many places that you don't understand, not knowing the energies that are being thrown at you, but also being highly exposed to it and just being lost. And all of us are lost. So let's be lost together so we can figure it out together. But communication is going to be the only way that we can do that. Okay. (laughs) Um, So hop onto the Reddit link. That's going to be on the upper right of the website, justpressforeplay.com. Do that after you like and subscribe. But yeah, hop over to the Reddit page. We also have the YouTube um, page up. I put little anagrams, autograms, autograms. I put autograms on the YouTube channel. They're very short. They're like 30 seconds long. But if you ever feel like helping us out and promoting a little bit or throwing a little like on one of those, go for it. I kind of just do that as a little teaser to get the name out there a little bit more. Um, But yeah, the YouTube channel's up. The Reddit page is up. We also have the Pinterest board. Please go look at that. That one's my favorite. I put all of the information for you guys to go get dig deeper on there. Also, sometimes I post videos before I even post um, my video. So if you even want to look at some of the information before the episode comes out, I don't always know what I'm going to do an episode on right away. I kind of see what the week throws at me, what the week wants me to talk about and what's on my heart when I feel like, when I feel like talking to you guys. And I feel like that's kind of the best way to do it, especially for a fluid individual like myself. Let's see what else is on there. Go follow us on Instagram, go follow us on Facebook. Facebook hates me, but that's okay. You can still go throw us a like on there. So this week I kept getting energy. I kept getting energy. I kept getting frequency. I kept getting energy. I kept getting frequency. I kept getting energy. I kept getting frequency. I tried to get away from it. I couldn't. I had anxiety um, starting Thursday night that fucking wiped my ass out. I was sick all night. And then Friday, I was like better, but not feeling great. I was still kind of just fighting this anxious, tight feeling in my chest. Um, I knew it wasn't mine. It's honestly never mine. I don't know if you guys understand what that means, but I understand what it means in my soul. And that's all that matters and all that I can communicate. Um, That's usually just how the anxiety works for me. Um, 
it comes on strong. It comes on out of nowhere. Um, I think that I am just an individual who is very open. And sometimes when that's the case, you have to take measures to be extra careful with yourself. And when you're in new environments, um, when you're exposed to new experiences, um, when you have to wear a mask for too long and you're breathing in too much fucking carbon dioxide and your alkaline levels are fucking gone to shit, do a little bit of some Wim Hof breathing techniques. Totally random, but can I tell you, this fucking shit saved my Saturday. I was headed over to the coast. I was so fucking excited. All I wanted was to see some sunny, sunny beach. Um, my morning started fucking great. I took my vitamins. I had my orange juice and I think the orange juice fucked me up yet again because Thursday night I had some orange juice and I truly think that my alkaline levels were so fucking high. I think they were so through the roof that the extra acidity just threw me over the top and my body's sensitive. Not everyone works that way. That shit works that way for me. I have to pay attention to it. I have to pay attention to the things I put into my body. I have to pay attention to the things I expose myself to. Um, I have to carry crystals with me. I have to sage them often. I get anxiety often. I don't fall into the trap of anxiety is taking over. Instead, um, what I do is things like Wim Hof breathing because it helps. It soothes your rhythmic pattern. It recalibrates you with what's going on around you. Um, it recenters your mind. It's going to do so many different things for different people. But for me, it fucking helps. It kept me from puking on a road trip to the ocean. Um, after, I want to say a few hours, I, I still don't feel great right after, but after a few hours, then I was fine. And I was fine for the rest of my trip after that. And thank fucking God. And then, so I did it again the next day and then I felt great. Um, and then I did it again before my flight home. And then I didn't have that situation happen again. I'm not a doctor. I'm not a professional. I'm not saying anything helps for shit. All I'm saying is that fucking helped me. And I think that you should go fucking check it out too. He has a really fucking awesome podcast with Lewis Howes on a school of greatness. I stumbled on this because I was doing the Wim Hof and then I just saw that it had come afterwards. And also I do so much research on energy and things like that, that I get strange things that pop up all over the place. And sometimes I click on them. Sometimes I see them a hundred times, but nothing tells me to click on them. This one I saw three days in a row, um, researching different things and it kept popping up. And then, so I clicked on it and wow, I'm so glad I did. It is called How to Become a Superhuman, but I, I love the way this guy talks. I love everything he has to say. I love his perspective on life. I have, love his perspective on mentality. I love his perspective on how you can overcome and how things don't need to be so complicated. It is really quite simple as just your fucking breathing. And there's power in that. And I think that all of us should kind of cling to that. And if you think I'm crazy for saying that, go try it your damn self and then tell me if I'm fucking crazy because I was taking allergy meds and I hate taking pills. If you know me, I'm sensitive to everything. I hate ibuprofen. I hate Tylenol. It gives me hives. Like I am so, so sensitive. So when I have to take allergy meds, it's because I'm literally dying in my nostrils. Um, so I did the Wim Hof and every time I did, I didn't have to take an allergy pill for like three days three days. And now that I'm consistent with it, I haven't even touched that allergy bottle. I think I maybe took a handful of, of vitamin or, or of pills out of it, like maybe five, maybe five. What the fuck is that? 
So go check him out. He's someone who I stumbled on and was extremely excited to bring to you. But anyway, on the topic of energy work, well, actually, let me step back. I just got back from visiting the opposite coast. So now that I am back home doing some reflecting, just kind of re-evaluating what it is that I need in my life, what it is I want in my life, what it is that has gotten me here, what I am grateful for. Um, gosh, so many things, so many things. And with it being the end of the year, I think it's so important for all of you to do the same because we are not the same people that we were at the beginning of this year. We are not the same people that we were a month into this pandemic. We are not the same people we were four months into this pandemic. And there have been so many times where there have been moments of us being challenged, moments of us being shown the deepest, darkest depths of who we are as people, what we're doing to ourselves as individuals, um, the kind of people that we're allowing into our lives to mold, manipulate, sometimes good, sometimes bad. That's also another thing I want to talk to you about because what the fuck is good and bad? There really is only what is serving you right now and what is not serving you right now. So what are you thinking about? on a day-to-day basis while all of this pandemic shit is continuing to happen? What are you doing for you? What are you doing to make your life joyful? What are you doing to find the love in your soul, the love in the little corners of your dark, dark bedroom, your dark, you know, in between the cracks of your ribs? Like this year is exposing everything, all the shadows everywhere, and it's making you truly have to understand. What do you want? Where are you? Where do you want to be in two months? Where do you want to be in a week? Where do you want to be a minute from now? What are you feeling right now? All of it. (sighs) This is something that I had to face for myself. Um, I had a lot of dirty laundry that I needed to clean up in my life. A lot of my own dark secrets that needed to have some light shed on them. Um, you know, all of us have those situations and it was time for me to escape so I could get mental clarity so that I could come back and fix the things that I have, um, caused in my life. So that way, you know, every, everything that's meant to come of what it is that are my ripple effects can come of what it is, um, I think that it's so important in life to not shame yourself for the decisions that you have made, but it is also very important to always be honest. And um, unfortunately, in my situation, I wasn't as honest as I should have been as soon as I should have been. And life is just like that sometimes. Sometimes you learn your lessons the hard way. Sometimes you... um, Sometimes you hurt people who you don't intend on hurting and sometimes life just takes you down a whirlwind of a path and all of these circumstances are happening around you and you feel like you have no control of the outcome. The reality of it is that you do have control of the outcome. You also have control of the communication and that's what I needed to face for myself. That led me to this week's topic, which I think is going to be centered around energy It's been something that has been throwing itself in my brain all week. Um, I know we talk about energy often, but do we really break it down and sit there and think about what it is to sit and feel it? Or are we still sitting and just being in our thoughts and not being in what our sensations are around us? 
so many times we are told to look at our world in such a materialistic, materialistic format that it's distracting us from what it is that we actually need around us, what it is we actually want around us, and what it is we're actually doing experiencing this life that we're having. It's almost like we're plugged into, you know, we're plugged into something that isn't ours, that doesn't belong to us, and we're claiming it to be ours because we're told that's what we're supposed to do. And what is that? What the fuck is that? So, I don't know if the rest of you are feeling all of the energy that's been going on collectively and on the planet, but man, beginning of the week and last week knocked me on my ass. I had anxiety. I was not doing well, but I knew it wasn't mine. I knew that it was an energy that did not belong to me. And that's something that just happens to me. And I understand that it's because I'm, what is it? I don't know what it is, but it happens to me. So I was very, very strongly forced to slow the fuck down in my life. I was very strongly forced to just sit and breathe and breathe and do some more breathing. And that is kind of what the last week has just been for me. I feel like I've just been in the middle of a tornado that is the last decade of my life sitting there watching as all of the dust settles and goes where it needs to be. Um, I didn't view it as anything negative. I just viewed it as sort of like the universe being like, cool, we're at the end of a certain decade. Um, We're coming to the end of a fucking shit year. These are the messages that I have for you. What have you been experiencing? Um, I have been living the last decade of my life putting other people's obligations first, um, keeping the things that I know to be true to myself just for myself, not openly communicating, um, catering to other individuals, catering to people who, I don't know, like sometimes I feel like I can like a powerhouse, just keep putting all the bags on. Like I can keep holding it. I can keep pretending I'm fine. I can keep going. Um, I can honestly handle quite a bit without mentally breaking down. And so I let the relationships in my life reflect that. I take on the burden of a lot of things for a lot of the people around me and I don't hold them accountable to how it affects me or what decisions I am making based off that. So it's almost like I'm allowing communication to be one way, but I'm not allowing it to come full circle. And that is hindering to the relationships in my life because then I'm not allowing them to grow fully in the areas that they need to grow in fully. And then that's when you notice things that are off sync. That's when you notice that you're friendships are a little cattier than you're used to being. There's an underlying tone that you don't understand. It's because somewhere in that, the connection, the energy, the communication, something is off and you're not respecting that you're noticing it's off. Therefore, you're not taking the time to fix it. And that's where I was. And life was no longer allowing me to move forward at all without these red flags being right in my face, something I could no longer pretend to continue because I'm not that person anymore. I'm not 
the 20-year-old me who's bad at communicating, who thinks that I am just on my own and no one can help me. No, I have grown so much. I know I need people in my life in order to progress forward. I know that I need people in my life to hold me accountable so that way I become a better person. I don't want to live a life where no one holds me accountable. I don't want to live a life where I'm the person who is right all the time or I have all of the answers. I want to be challenged. I want to be, I want to feel like the dumbest person in the room so that way I'm constantly learning. But the other thing that I have also learned through preserving myself and not necessarily sharing every detail with every individual in my life is I've learned where my boundaries are. I've learned who I am deeply rooted in who I am because I've always had the mentality of I can't count on anyone. I can only count on myself. Having that mentality has definitely put me in jaded situations that I don't think are the best, but that's the whole point of life. You're experiencing things, you're sifting through the weird um, ways that things work out, you're sifting through the communication that happens because of it, and through that you become a better person. Um, But you can't become a better person without failing, without making mistakes. And that's what that means by like, is there good and bad energy? No, there's not really good and bad energy. There's just what's meant to happen now so that other things can grow or flourish or so that other paths can have light shed on them. Maybe you didn't know a path existed and you never would have known that that path existed had that failure not been there, had that obstacle not been there, had that dark road not been blocked. You wouldn't have known there was another path. And all of that is so beautiful and so profound. And that's why it's so important not to shame yourself, but instead just constantly have reevaluations, readjustments, um, reflecting on yourself, you know, because the connections that you're making in life are really just your projections and what you're seeing back. The universe is showing you what you're putting out into the world so that way you can full circle receive it back for yourself. And if you don't like what you're receiving back, chances are you don't actually like what you're putting out. And so that's what I think this year has been about, forcing you to look at all of these moments, see exactly what you're putting out, seeing how it's coming back to you, seeing how you can slowly make those adjustments so that you can get yourself where you know you deserve to be. Everyone who's suffering from all of these depressions and things like that, it's because you're holding on to things that don't belong to you or you're holding on to ideas that no longer serve you. Um, You're holding on to relationships that don't fulfill you, that don't allow you to be your genuine self. And these are such important things to recognize because as, as sitting here being human, like all of us go through all of these traumas together. We all pretend like we don't go through traumas. We all pretend like we're totally fine. But the reality of it is if we just talk to each other openly and genuinely, we would be living in such a beautiful peaceful place because there wouldn't be judgment. We'd understand we're all going through our own issues. And I would want to hear your stories so that I don't make those mistakes. Or maybe I'm curious in how you've gotten to where you're at, but those mistakes have to happen to get you there. It's all part of a grander plan. It's all part of trusting your intuition, finding where your roots are, finding where your pleasures are, finding where you are 
want to experience this life that you are living. And by you being your genuine, authentic self, it allows other individuals to feel that energy, understand that energy, and then know what it's like to sit in that energy as well so that they can create it for themselves. Energy is not something that you see necessarily. It's something that you feel. It's something that you know in your soul where it's at, where you're sitting, how you're feeling. But it's also a language and a connection you need to have with yourself. And if you can't quite get there, you need to find ways to get there because all of us have the capability. I don't see the world this way because I feel like I used to be a healer. I see the world this way because I was someone who was forced to be exposed to the bigger things in life at a younger age. So I don't get caught up in the small details of things that don't matter. I've been forced to kind of only look at things at a bigger picture because I recognize how small I am in this world. But in recognizing how small I am, I also recognize the power in unity, the power in individual unity. I think right now it's a really important time to just take, take your own responsibility for your experiences, take responsibility for the things that you know you need in your life. Take responsibility for the ripple effects you are making. Take that extra moment to make sure you're you're fully in awareness with the connections that you have. I think that's all I have on energy. Um, this is honestly a topic that I could forever ramble on because it's the great unknown. It's it's the metaphysical. It's the things that you feel. I could go on forever, but I don't want to do that. Instead, I want to bring you something sexy. So let's read a sexy story of empowerment. When I was younger, my family used to host foreign students who came here to learn English. Our house was huge, with a whole lot of bedrooms completed with bathrooms and everything, almost like a guest house. Having foreign students over had a lot of perks. I got to hear about their culture and traditions, learn a few words in their language, and even try their foods. But as I got older, my fantasy started to roll in. By the time I was 19, I was fantasizing about getting in bed with one of the foreign exchange students and having a summer fling. And that's precisely what happened when Jean came over. Jean was a 25-year-old French guy who was staying with us for a month. The first time I saw him, I was mesmerized. His six-foot frame towered my petite self, and he had muscular, tanned arms, green eyes, and a full head of curls that, that kept flopping into his eyes. Bonjour, pleased to meet you, sir. His English wasn't bad, but his French accent was heavy, especially the way he plurred the R in my name. I always thought the French guys are sexy, and Jean was the epitome of that. We hit it off right away and became friends within a couple of days. We even went out a couple times with the excuse that I'd be his tour guide, but really all I was doing was blatantly flirting with him. A week after knowing him, I caught myself fantasizing about him as I laid alone in bed. I imagined how his lips would feel on mine, sucking at my nipples, going down on my mound. I wasn't a virgin, but the first time I've ever orgasmed was from masturbating. As I imagined Jean over me, I slid my hand down to my labia and started toying with my clit. I'm usually quite gentle with myself, but tonight, as I blindly thought of Jean, I had no reservations. My fingers slid over my throbbing mound, down into my wet pussy, my lips engorged. I was quickly going to come right away, but I wanted to tease myself a little bit more. Two fingers slid into my wetness easily, and as I moved them in and out, I caressed and pinched my nipples with the other. 
I felt myself edging, moaning and gasping as my body struggled to get to the prize. I bucked up my hips, thrust in my fingers in deeper, and pressed at the mound inside my pussy. I knew how I could make myself come. I started hitting the mound with my fingertips, caressing it and feeling the pressure build up till I gave in. With a long, low moan, I came, feeling my whole body shake and tense as waves of pleasure ran through my entire body. Oh, Jean, what I wanted to do to you. A week later, my parents had an evening function that I had to attend to. I decided on making myself dinner. I was reading a recipe on my phone and holding a zucchini in the other hand, trying to figure out how to cut up the zucchini for a pasta sauce when Jean walked in, wearing nothing else but shorts. His body glistened with a sheen of sweat after he'd been out for a run. He smiled at me. I thought you were going out with your parents. Nope, it's just them, I stammered, ashamed he'd seen me ogling at his abs. Don't let me bother you if you had plans, he joked as he pointed at the zucchini still in my hand. I quickly put the vegetable down and rolled my eyes at him. I need help. I'm shit at cooking, I admitted. Jean walked over to the kitchen island and looked over at my shoulder, looked over my shoulder at the recipe. I can do that. I always cook for myself back in Paris. And he quickly set around cutting the ingredients. Soon enough, we had bowls of steaming food in front of us, a bottle of wine, and endless chatter. The more I drank, the more I could feel myself flirting with him, which he was suggestively returning. I can't remember what he said, but I laughed and gently placed my hands on his thigh. Jean looked at my hand, then at me. He grabbed my hand and moved it up to his mouth, kissing and playing with his lips. You're beautiful, and I can't stop thinking about you every day. I leaned into him, put my hand behind his neck, and pulled him in for a kiss. Not sure how he'd react, Jean pulled himself into me, grabbed hold of my hair, and kept the rhythm going as he kissed my lips and teased me with his tongue. He got up from the chair and pushed me against the cabinets. As we continued to passionately kiss, yearning for each other as our kiss gave way to a full makeout. He pressed me into him. I ran my hands down along his naked chest, tracing the outer part of his chest muscles. He grabbed my ass firmly. I squeezed my cheeks forcefully, pressing my crotch and stomach into his rock-hard erection. Jean pulled me from the cabinet. I'm going to fuck you like you've been imagining for all these days, he growled. Here, where I first saw you, I was wearing a sundress, which he quickly pulled over my arms, bearing my braless chest. He kneaded my breasts in his hands, put his mouth to them, and sucked hard, biting onto one nipple while pinching the other and then switching. While keeping his mouth on my nipples, he put his hands down on my clit and started teasing me through the fabric of my thin panties. I was sure he was feeling how wet I was getting, as I could feel my panties getting soaked. Soon enough, his fingers pulled the fabric to the side and, and plunged his two fingers into me sliding in easily as I was sopping. I let out a moan as he drove his fingers in and out of me, gentle yet steady. His erection was evident from his thin running shorts, and my fingers crawled to it as I ran them over his girth. He was so hard. I hooked my fingers into the waistband of his shorts, grabbed his boxers as well, and pulled down, freeing his lovely cock. I cradled his balls in one hand, I began running my hands down his magnificent dick, twisting at the end and firming my grip with every motion. 
Gene broke away from my nipples and pushed me to the kitchen counter, where he propped me up onto the marble counter. He spread my legs onto the countertops and knelt down on the floor, bringing his face to my soaking hole, pushing my panties to the side. He looked up at me as he put his mouth over my clit and started sucking me. Oh fuck, I love seeing him suck my clit. As much as I love the tingling, I was getting to my center. He put his tongue out and started driving it into my pussy, tongue-fucking me while always holding my eyes. As he moaned into me, I felt his lips vibrating against my swollen clit, which drove me crazy. He placed his hands to my bum cheeks and pulled my pelvis to him, pushing his face into my pussy as he continued to ravish me. I couldn't take it anymore. I was so sensitive. I begged him to make me come, but instead he stood up, tore off my panties, and drove his dick straight into me. He began plunging into me, going deeper with every thrust. My heated lips seemed to be sticking to him, so he grabbed one of my legs closer to him and over his shoulder. He put his lips to mine and started kissing me again. With every thrust, I grasped into his mouth and I buckled against the cold marble. My breathing was getting out of control. All the pleasure and excitement was getting to me. Suddenly, Jean pulled out, but before I could protest, he knelt down and placed his mouth on my pussy again. I want to taste all your juices, he said as he sucked at my lips. I quickly came, sending juices running all over his face and chin. Giving me no time to recover, he stood up and plunged into me, resuming his thrusting. I was rocketing with every thrust and felt myself sliding off the counter. He pulled me off the counter and turned me around and and pushed my back down towards the counter. I arched my back and he entered me from behind. With one hand, he grabbed my hip and the other, he drove into my hair, grabbing a fistful and pulling me face up. He was hitting all the angles and occasionally slapped my ass before going back to my hip to drive me deeper onto his cock. I decided to take control of things and began meeting his thrusts. Gene liked this and he stood back to hold against the counter island and let me continue my beckoning onto him. I looked over my shoulder and saw him fixated on how my ass looked as his cock disappeared into my vagina. Knowing this was driving him crazy, I gyrated my hips, tensing my vaginal walls, and I clamped down on his dick inside me. Mer, he swore in French. I could hear him gasping. Well done, Sarah. I knew just how to keep taking charge. I slid off his dick, and as he quizzingly looked on, I instructed him to sit on the chair as I straddled him. I loved being in control, and as I rode him at the pace I wanted, I could feel my orgasm building up. I picked up on my speed, and as I reached my peak, I sat down on his cock, burring deep inside me as I shuddered through my orgasm. Gene slid down into the chair and grunted as he pushed upwards into my sopping hole. I held onto his shoulders as he put his entire dick inside me and erupted. His eyes scrunched so tight as he moaned and muttered in French. His seed felt warm as it spurted inside me and he hugged me close to him as he exhaled heavily. We had a few more quickies over the month Gene stayed with us till he left for France again. But I always feel a smile creep up as I fix my breakfast on that marble countertop. 
So this is actually a short story that is fictional, and it picks something that was a little bit more tame for our first one. First of all, because I think I still have some family members who listen to these podcasts, so I'm going to slowly start increasing the raunchiness, and they will hopefully fall away a little bit. I told them to listen on mute, but I don't think they're listening. Um, but anyway, this is a fictional story, and her name is Nina Lessie. And she has other stories and other blogs that she writes, just like nice, sensual erotica. Um, Next week, I will probably pick a real story, but this one I wanted to be a little bit tamer, bring out a little bit of a more sensual side to sexuality. I think so often we get so caught up thinking that sex needs to be super, super um, fast, aggressive, raunchy, when really there's so much sexiness in slowing it the fuck down, but still being super fucking dirty. So her name is Nina Leslie. I have um, created a pin for her blog page over on the Pinterest. So go check that out if you want to read some more stories written by her. I don't know if all of hers are fictional or if some are nonfiction, um, but go check her out. It sounds like she has a lot of beautiful, sensual, exotic stories going on in there. All right. All right. Are we ready for some questions of the week? AKA, I really love to just go poke around and see what weird fucking questions people have and see what weird things people are talking about and put my little two cents in there as if I'm helping with the world. But I think so. So I think that's all that matters. Plus, it makes me happy. So, okay. So, this first question is a little shocking. It's a little hard to deal with. I would hate to be put through this situation, but I am so proud of you for writing in a question, first of all, because going through something like this, it's so easy for people to just brush it under the rug. It's so easy to kind of black out that part of your mind and pretend like it doesn't exist. And that's so unhealthy to do. So when you don't communicate it, all of those things turn into diseases, turn into bigger things in your body. They just turn into so much that doesn't belong to you. Um, Okay, so it says, my husband admitted to looking at my little sister's pictures and masturbating to them. He also saves TikTok videos and saves pictures of women on social media that look nothing like me. First of all, I want to say it doesn't matter that they don't look nothing like you. The fact that they don't look like you is probably almost better because if he's picking a bunch of women that are looking just like you, he has you right there. So that wouldn't even make sense at all. Um, I feel like sometimes these things are happening when there's truths that they aren't expressing. So there's something that he's not communicating with you. And that's why he's got this outlet, which is, you know, not sound rude, but it's fucking disgusting. So it says, I just don't know what to do. He openly admitted to masturbating for years to my sister and recently to her friends. I found a way to discreetly look up videos of their TikToks. I have been with him for five years and this really hurts me. We have three small kids together and have a good sex life. I just don't know how I'm going to get past it. He says he's going to change and he loves me more than all these pictures and videos of these women. But I just caught him saving them again. He says he doesn't think he's doing anything wrong and says says I'm crazy. Am I? He says since he didn't even act on those thoughts, it's not wrong because it's not cheating. This is so inaccurate on so many levels on so 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 many levels and I'm so sorry that you're dealing with this um I would say that the best thing that you can do is just let him know from a place in your heart that you can't you genuinely can't get past it 
I don't want to sit here and tell you that time will heal it because to be honest, if I were going through this, there's no way in hell. I could never have another holiday with him. I could never have another party with him. I could never allow my sister to be exposed to that. I would let my sister know as embarrassing as it is um, because for one, a lot of people who post videos on TikTok don't realize the amount of exposure and how innocent one thing may be to you, how another individual can completely sexualize it. And it's not your fault or your responsibility to censor those things, but um, when they are happening and when it is with someone who is close and someone you know, I think it's also important to hold them accountable. Oh man, I'm sorry. I am so sorry. You are not crazy. He is gaslighting you. Chances are he feels disgusting himself, but it has become a habitual habit that he can't break. Um, and sometimes that's even worse because people will defend their habits rather than changing because it's easier to say that there's nothing wrong and to justify that you haven't fully done anything. But it's like, when do you cross that line? And am, am I supposed to wait here and just sit and wait till you do cross the line? And then I can say something then? when it's already gone too far, because that's too much. So yeah, I would meditate. I would, I would get the fuck out of that situation because that sucks. And I think that he needs help. And I think if you don't hold him accountable, it's going to continue. And he's already showed you that it's going to continue. But the good news is I do think that if you break away from the situation, you're allowing your, yourself to have that free space for the right person to come in for you. Um, you're no longer holding space for someone who doesn't belong, who doesn't appreciate you and who is, you know, looking for other things. So get out of the situation, make the space for what you know is right for you. And it's going to be better for all of you in the long run, especially with your kids being small. They're not going to remember. They're not going to remember you moving out. They will always remember um, how they felt in situations. And if you feel unsafe and if you feel uncertain, they're going to feel that. And you don't want them growing up with that. So make your home a very loving space. And if that involves your husband not being there, then that's fine. He doesn't deserve to be your husband. And more power to you for that. That's right, Trella. Okay, so this one says, I found out that my girlfriend had a double male threesome. I can't get it out of my head and want to end things sooner than later because of it. How should I properly go about handling this? My girlfriend and I have been dating for about half a year. We get along great and share a number of things in common. She's my first girlfriend, first sexual partner I've ever had. I've never really put forth much effort into dating because of constant rejection and poor self-esteem. Becoming more self-aware, I decided to start making changes in my life to better myself and my circumstances. I started eating healthier, exercising six days a week, and started CBT therapy. I consider myself a much improved person mentally, socially, physically, and spiritually. However, I recently learned something about my girlfriend's past that has me seriously reconsidering our relationship. I recently discovered that she engaged in an MFM threesome in the past. I know it's foolish to let something of the past mess up the present, but it's really bothering me for some reason. I've always frowned on casual sex, so imagining her with two guys is basically the straw that is breaking the camel's back. I'm doing my best not to judge because I know I don't have a right, but this particular scenario is really putting a strain on my mind. 
After sitting and thinking for about a week, I decided that this relationship is not worth the mental exhaustion I've been dealing with for the past few days. I had decided it is best we both go our separate ways so she can find someone who can accept her fully and I can find someone I'm 100% comfortable being with. How do I go about handling this the mature right way so nobody gets hurt? Oh, so that I don't run into the same situation in the future. I honestly think her feelings are going to be hurt regardless. Um, It's something that was in her past, so for you to hold it against her, it just... It's not her fault. It also sucks that you found out, especially if she didn't tell you, um, because sometimes you don't always know the details of a situation or how it came about, and sometimes that can change your whole perspective on a story. But you also have to consider if you ask her about it, you might also hear details that you don't want to hear. So to me, it sounds like you're already... Well, you already said that you're mentally exhausted. And so for you, it's over. So regardless, she is going to be hurt. I always like to handle situations like this by writing it out. I think that that's the best way to put down everything that you're feeling. Um, You can really sort through your thoughts. You don't have the pressure of someone stopping you while you're trying to talk. You can just genuinely work out what it is you need to say to someone Um, how you're really feeling about it. And sometimes when you write it out, your feelings change. Sometimes when you're able to get it on paper, you don't hold it anymore. And you're like, okay, cool. That fucking sucks, but I actually can live with it. Um, Sometimes you write it down on paper and you feel it even deeper and it's more difficult to get through, but then you're still working through it and you're still writing it out and you're still you know, you may get a little bit more angry first, but eventually you will get to the curve where you're at peace with it. If you want to give them the letter, that's up to you. If you want to burn it and forget about it, that is up to you. Um, regardless, I think you should write it all out. That's always what works best for me. And then I can decide where to go from there. You can even, you know, have that be like, a draft and then make a refined version to give them because I feel like we all go through situations to learn lessons and the only way to improve from these lessons is if we communicate about it and if we tell each other how we're feeling when we're feeling it um, no matter how uncomfortable it is because otherwise you get in bigger situations that you don't want to be in or you're dealing with bigger emotions that didn't have to necessarily be that way if you had just communicated to begin with. I do hope that you find a way to get over having this be a block in your relationship because it wasn't something that even applies to you. So for you to have such a heavy opinion over it for her life, it's just it's not something that relates to you. It's not, you don't have her brain. You have your own brain. You have your own life to live, your own experiences to have. So if you're judging her for something you weren't even a part of, like you have no business doing that. Um, So I don't know. There's a lot of ways to think about this, but it's all about what feels right for you, I guess. But yeah, I hope that helps. I really like that one. So this next one is not a question, but I hope you find it empowering. A few years ago, in 2018, I posted into this group about my at-the-time abusive relationship. My original post has since been deleted by me. Almost immediately after making this post, I got replies telling me to leave and seek proper help to do so. I was hoping this would all fall under the radar of my ex-boyfriend, but I was incorrect. 
He was obsessed with looking into all my social media accounts, emails, and anything else he could get into. He had all my passwords for everything and my passcodes for my phone. He'd check it about every night because he had some irrational fear that I was cheating on him, which I never actually did, but that's beside the point. I got email notifications when the users replied to the post. When I noticed I got these, I went to delete it. After reading everything everyone had said, I thought I was out of the woods, and he'd never find out what I did. A few days later, maybe a week, he was going through my phone or emails, I can't remember which, and he found the email with the replies. Since the post was deleted, he used the Wayback Machine or a similar site to it to find the post. He immediately made it known that he that he knew what I did and said that I had embarrassed him online to hundreds of people and he was going to expose me to them as I did to him. He claimed everyone that replied to me was overreacting and I was being dramatic at the time. I really didn't come to terms with how bad the abuse to me actually was. It took me until 2019-2020 to realize it. I'm writing this post today to not only say thank you to all all those kind few that reached out to me, but to share part of my story in the hopes that it can help someone else. It has been over a year since I left him. Even though I had to temporarily move back in with my parents, I am now getting treatment for my anxiety and depression. Things are starting to look better for me. I even plan on going back to school in the field I want, as I wasn't allowed to when with my ex because of the location of the school. It was too close to a former friend with Benefit's house, and he didn't want the risk of me cheating on him. I hope anyone reading this that went through something similar to me or is still going through abuse gets out as I did. I truly think if I stayed, I would have been killed, either by my own doing or by him. I don't want to go into graphic detail regarding the abuse as it is still very triggering to me. Hope everyone is doing well this season. Just know you deserve better. So I find this one really empowering because it just goes to show you how small our world is when we connect with people online. Even though you may think that you're alone, you may think that you don't have connections, um, you can think that you're going through something completely by yourself. You have a network of people at your fingertips who have so many different situations that are similar, opposite, different. Um, so many different varieties of perspectives that you can look into, that you can question, that you can dig deeper in to find what answers are right for you. Um, and I love this story because she talks about how she probably wouldn't have gotten through it had she not sought out talking to people and, and making it known to the world and to the universe that that she deserves better for herself and all of you deserve better for yourself and if you focus on bettering yourself in every situation life is naturally going to move things out of your way that are in your way and it will naturally bring to you the things that are meant for you and in the end you'll be happier and that's what we're all after is a better experience and an experience in in being happy and loving life and enjoying the things that we can learn from each other not this doggy dog world where you're competing against everyone but instead where everyone can find joy in sharing what our stories are what our experiences are and what we can learn
Um, anyway, let me know if you guys like the format of this episode um, with doing a story and doing questions at the end. If not, we can go back to doing main topics. Maybe I'll just do whatever I want whenever. Who knows? Anyway, um, I hope you enjoyed our little lucky number 13 episode tune up. And I really, really look forward to all of the collaborations that will be coming forward in 2021. Um, all of the beautiful connections that are going to be able to be made. Hopefully our world will follow um, the lead that we take in the connections that we make with each other. All right. Have a wonderful day, my loves. Thank you so much for listening. Please don't forget to like and subscribe.